everybody. It's another week. We keep making them because you keep listening. It's coverage season. It's your boy, Easy Ali. And it's your boy, D-Dubs. And we're back again with another episode for you. Uh, so let's get to it. Let's talk. First down. What we got, Ali? Uh, first down, um, of course, we got our picks of the week. Uh, the top five games coming up this upcoming Sunday. Let's go. Um, it's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. Um, we we'll lot- start off. Go ahead. Uh, let's start from the bottom. Uh, at number five, we got the Eagles versus the Lions. Um, that's what that's one of the games that we're gonna be watching right now. We got two quarterbacks that uh, got something to prove. You got Carson Wentz and you got Matt Stafford. Who's gonna come out uh, on top on this one? Uh, they're both one and one. Am I correct? Uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, both, both one and one. one. So yeah, they're they're both looking to you know uh, come out with a W on this one to you know validate their teams and you know you know, squash out any bugs that they got going on, especially defensively. Both sides defensively haven't been looking too good. So this is one of the games that we're going to watch. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the Eagles definitely have a lot to prove. They're in a tough division. Um, they have talent on, on paper. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of, the, one of the teams with, uh, one of the few teams with major talent on paper. Uh, and I think that this is going to be a big game for Carson Wentz. Uh, not only because they need to win this game, um, of course, to keep pace uh, with the Cowboys right now that are 2-0, and uh, but it's a big win because Nick Foles is now gone, uh, and he needs to play at a high level um, that we saw two years ago before he went down with injury. Um, people forget that Carson Wentz didn't have that great of a season last year. Uh, you know, he, he, he struggled a little bit last year. Um, you know, he did win them some games, but he did struggle, uh, which, of course, led, uh, you know, to Nick Foles eventually leaving because, you know, these guys paid Carson Wentz. Um, they believe in Carson Wentz, um, you know, the, the higher-ups in the Eagle organization. Um, and this is this is a prove game uh, for Carson Wentz, um, you know. So I, I think that he needs to come out and he needs to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they put some good pieces around him, so he definitely well, to has be, no to be excuse. honestly, offensively on paper they look they look good because you got Deshaun Jackson back, you got Nelson Aguilar, uh, you got also you also got Alshon Jeffrey. Offensively, y'all good um, if they can be healthy. Uh, you know, Alshon Jeffrey was out. You know, uh, was it last week and uh, with the injury, uh, he he ain't see that much action. Um, so. We're gonna have to see what how how they come out this week, and we're gonna see uh, if they can put it together offensively. They were looking good week one against Washington, so if they can maintain that that same pace and actually increase the speed, their production is gonna be unstoppable. As long as that offensive line can hold up and protect Carson Wentz, they, they'll be formidable. Um, yeah, and and I think the Lions, on the other hand, they they their defense played better. Um, they did against with, the with, Chargers with snacks on that defense. Oh, you better watch out. Yeah, they, they, they played better <laughs> he, against the Chargers. He hungry, he hungry out here. Cause He's he very know. hungry. I mean, he definitely clogs up the middle, and they, they did better in the second half, uh, and they limited the Chargers to some, uh, you know, to a low-scoring game. Um, I think that they have a lot going on for them uh, in terms of potential defensively. They need to step it up, and guys need to be a little bit more consistent. Um, I think that the Eagles eventually take this game. I think that uh, the the pressure is on them, and they know as an organization that they need to win this game, and I think that they, they do. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game, 28-21 with the Eagles taking it. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna agree with you on that. I think the Eagles are gonna be taking it. I don't think the Lions defense are gonna be able to hold up against this high powered offense. Um Yeah, I'd say about the same thing. Yeah, twenty eight fourteen. Okay, okay. Um, and of course we go to uh, number four on the list, the Chargers and the Texans. Um, I, I like the Texans, man. I, I think they're a sneaky sleeper team. Um, I think that a lot of people with the trades and the things that they've done in the offseason, a lot of people underestimate them. Uh, but for the better half of this decade, the last 10 years, their defense has been, at, you know, at least top 10. Uh, in the league almost every year. You know, they still have some of those key pieces. They did lose Davion Clowney. They lost Tyron, Tyron Matthew, but they still have some good quality pieces on that team. Um, I think their secondary is very underrated. Um, and, you know, guys like Whitney Merciless and J.J. Watt are still employed for them, man. You know, so you have to watch out for those guys. Uh, Merciless with the departure now of Clowney, um, he's kind of back to his old role on the other side, on the weak side. Um, pressuring the quarterback on the strong side, excuse me, pressuring the quarterback. So I think he 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 really um, he really gives this team a different look than what they had with Jadavion Clowney. Um, but they're still an effective and efficient defense. Um, I, I do like the Chargers. Um, I think you know I, I said one of the Chargers early in the season are one of the sleeper contenders. Um, I think that with that defense and the key players that they have on offense as long as they stay healthy um i think that austin eckler is quickly making people forget about melvin gordon uh right now in this part of the season mm-hmm. uh but i still think that they're missing something on offense i don't know what it is i don't know if it's a consistent tight end i don't know if it's an, another receiver but they're missing something uh you know i think that texans come out on top uh, I, I see deandre hopkins having a good game um, you know, he's the best receiver in football right now. Um, and I think that he ends up he ends up having a good game. I think Carlos Hyde, who has been a, a pickup from them, a late pickup for them, I think he has another big game. Uh the Chargers have kind of struggled with running backs uh, the first two games. So I think he he's gonna have a big game. And I think the Texans come out on top. Uh this is another close game, I think. I mm-hmm. think this is gonna be like seventeen fourteen. Really? Texans. Uh, I I definitely you know agree with you on the um the Texans coming out on top. I think it's gonna be a high a, a, maybe a high scoring game because the Texans defensively they're not what they used to be, um and w- with that the tra- the Chargers also defensively are not what they used to be. Uh, so I think their offenses are gonna the ones that are gonna be shooting it out. Um, Deshaun Watson I think if that offensive line can't hold up he's gonna have to put, to put in a lot of work and him and DeAndre Hopkins are gonna have to connect frequently for them to overcome the, the Chargers. But I think they will be able to do it, and I think they are going to come out on top. And I think I have a score of 28 to 24, very close, because I think both these teams are going to, are going to be able to score at will because their defenses are not going to be able to hold up. Because Deshaun Watson, he can, he can throw the ball, and he, you know he can, he can make something happen. Let's see if, it, if he can get it started early, because he already knows. The, the guy on the other side of the ball, Phillip Rivers, he's going to be looking to strike downfield, especially with that running game. They're going to be able to set up play action very quickly and effectively. They don't really have a tight end option right now that's you know working so well, but their receivers are, are doing very well. So we'll, we'll see what's going on. But I do have the Texans winning this 28-24, very close. Yeah, I, I like I like the Chargers offense, man. I, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I think Austin Eckler is – He's making people forget about Melvin Gordon at this oh, point. No. He's making Mel- Melvin, Melvin Gordon who? expendable. 
Who? Exactly, Melvin. Who? Um, he's making him expendable at this point. Uh, what? I think the guy has five touchdowns already through two games. Mm-hmm. This um, is the same know, thing that happened with James Conner last year. So we're yeah, really watching yeah. this one very closely. You're right. Melvin, exactly Melvin Gordon does thing. deserve to start somewhere else. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. The man has been putting in year after year of work. He does deserve to to start somewhere else. I think he deserves to get paid. I don't not at the number he he was talking about, but I think he does deserve to get paid. I but, mean, uh, when when you look at it, I, I I expected more from Melvin Gordon coming out of college. Um, people forget he was at a point in time when he was coming out of college, it was him or Todd Gurley, who was the better back. Uh, like, you know, it was like, who are you going to choose between those two? And, you know, I love Todd Gurley. I always loved Todd Gurley when he was back in Georgia. Um, but you know, it's like Melvin Gordon hasn't really had the career that Todd Gurley has had. Uh, he was injured for the better part of the uh, earlier part of his, his career, um, and, you know, when he did get on the field, he was averaging like three yards per carry. He wasn't really effective. He He's really gotten good the last year and a half, maybe, to me. Um, I don't think he's been a, a consistently good product on the field every year. He hasn't been able to be on the field for a full season every year. So I think that, yes, he deserves to get paid. I think that a team is going to actually take a chance on him and pay him or maybe even trade a late-round third or fourth pick for him. Um, I don't think he's a he's a top-notch running back. Um, I, I don't I don't put him in my top five running backs right now De- in the league. Definitely not top five. Definitely so, not top you know, five. But I, de- think, I, I think that Melvin Gordon had, 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 over the last couple of years was definitely a top ten running back. Wouldn't you say so yourself? I would say I would say top ten. Um, no, yeah, for I sure. Mean, it, so you don't think he could start somewhere else if it was a team that needs a running back? I think he can, but I mean, how many teams really need running backs right now? Um, you look, I mean, outside of maybe the the, the Kansas City Chiefs, who could probably use him. Um, yeah, with now that they don't have exactly right now, and they don't have um, they don't have Kareem Hunt anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I could see maybe him going to the Patriots, but if he goes to the Patriots, who knows if he's going to get a carry this week? The the thing that makes the Patriots so good is they switch the game plan according to the team that they're playing. So yes. you could have 15 carries this week with Bill Belichick, but you only get three touches next week. So, you know, how many teams really need a starting running back right now? You look at the NFC South, for example. Maybe yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the only team that need one. And, this, this is true. and they're doing good with Peyton Barber right now. So, like, do they trade an asset for him? Um, you look at the NFC West, it's the same thing. You look in the AFC West now, it's the same thing. His division, you have Josh Jacobs with the Oakland Raiders. You have Austin Eckler now with his very own team. You have Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay in Denver. You know, so you, you have people. So, I, I mean, I think sure. the only uh, place where he can go would be, um, you know, maybe a place like uh, New England you know, that's it. I can't really see another option, but let's go ahead and move on to the next game. Uh, the Browns yeah. and Rams. This is a huge game for the Browns. This is, a, I think, their first test of the season. Um, they're going up against a legit team. Um, I think they're going up against good competition. Um, undisciplined football is not going to work. Uh, if they're getting penalties and, and you know, uh, penalty yards are more than what they're, you know, gaining on the field, they're going to be in trouble. Um, you know, I, I I don't think that they're going to win this game. 
I think that this is a game that is going to be uh, very, very nerve-wrecking for, for them um, because I think everyone in that locker room knows that this is their first piece of real competition. Um, and, and the road only gets harder in the next coming weeks. Um, the Rams are a legit team. They know what they're doing. They have a goal, uh, and that's to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, they have the talent. Um, you know, their receivers look good. You know, they might not scare you when you see them on the field, but Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup are dangerous. Um, I think that the Browns' corners get challenged, and I see the Rams coming out on top. Um, this is going to be a blowout when I'm thinking like something like 31-17 or 34-17. I think they, they're going to put a beating on the Browns this week. I think so, too. I have to agree with you. Um, I think that the uh, Rams are going to blow this out of the water. They're going to, you know, run over the Browns because they got the two running back situation, like we've been discussing in the last couple of episodes. And also, they're, like you said, these receivers, the high-powered offense and the high-powered defense. Um, uh, the receivers like Cooper Cup, and you also got, you know, uh, Brendan Cooks. Uh, they, I think they're, you know, they're more in sync than, you know, what the Browns are right now. Odell Beckham Jr. is, is their way out, but they need to, you know, incorporate um, – Jarvis Landry, and we got to see if Njoku's going to be playing this week. Um, I think that's going to be a game time decision. I don't think he will play, you know, because it was a concussion protocol. I think he's going to be missing this game. Yeah, I, I think he's, he is going to definitely be out. Um, yeah, um, the, the problem the problem with Od Odell Beckham Jr. the last few years, um, it's not the talent. It's not, it's, I don't think it's the quarterback situation. I, I pointed this out last episode. It's because He's the savior of every game that he's been in. You can't be a consistent winning football team if you have one savior every single game. And what I mean by he's the savior every right. game is, you know, the defense will do good enough to keep the game tight to where all he needs is a slant and go touchdown. Like, that's it. And and, and to me, it's a problem for the Browns. Um I need to see more from Jarvis Landry. I, I, I really do. I know that he started off his career um, in Miami pretty darn good. Um, but the last year and a half, what have you done for me lately? And he really hasn't been that number one guy that we were used to seeing when he was first in Miami. Um, I think that Odell Beckham has quickly overshadowed him. Um, I think that the Browns really need um, to figure it out offensively, their identity. Um, you know, as long as they don't have an identity on offense, it's going to be a long season for them. Um, I, I think that's going to be part of the reason why they lose this game. Um, let's go ahead to the next big game of the week, which is the Giants and the Bucks. Um, this game is big only because it's Daniel Jones' first start, the, the sixth overall pick, um, the first quarterback taken in the draft this year. So, um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm sorry, the second quarterback taken in the draft this year. It's going to be interesting to see how he performs. Uh, Kyler Murray has already played. We we know what to sort of kind of expect from him. We see where he, his skill set is. We've seen Gardner Minshew, who has produced for the Jacksonville Jaguars, albeit that they just got their first win on Thursday. Um, but you kind of see what you're getting from those guys. We only saw Daniel Jones in the preseason. Um, it, even though 
it was against second stringers and, and third stringers. I believe that it's a glimpse of what he can bring only because it's better competition and better receivers than he ever had in college. He played at Duke. People always seem to forget that. He was throwing to bums. He was throwing to guys who just really go to class after this. Like, you know, that's who he was throwing to. <laughs> so, like, he has better weapons now than he did in college. He has a better offensive line now than he did in college. Now, this game is going to be fast. It's going to be furious. It's his first real competition in the NFL. Um, it's his first real taste of an NFL defense that's planning for him. I think he's going to take a few bumps and bruises. Um, but I think they come out on top. I think the, the Giants are going to get new blood, new mm. energy. Um, it's a young guy yeah. coming in. He's going to produce the way I think he this offense is built mm. to produce. People forget that Eli Manning is old and he was he's not very mobile. Um, Pat Shermer, what he did in Minnesota was get Case Keenum to roll out a little bit, get Case Keenum in the play action, crossing routes, drag routes, things to keep the offense continuously moving the chains up the field. That's where he excelled as a, a play caller. And I think with Daniel Jones, he has that ability, be even better ability than he had with Case Keenum in terms of athleticism. And Daniel Jones is accurate. He throws a very good deep ball. He throws a very good mid-range ball. And he can throw at all three levels very accurate. Mm -hmm. I think that the Giants get it I rolling so this too. week, and it's about... 30-10. Really? I think that the defense comes alive. Yeah, I think the defense actually starts to pick up from the offense with the mm -hmm. new blood coming in. And I think they, they really they get to the passers. They're playing against Jameis Winston. So, you know, the defense is definitely going to get some interceptions. No doubt. They're going to get about two or three maybe interceptions off of Jameis Winston if they can pressure the quarterback. So I think that happens and the Giants win 30-10. Okay. okay. I definitely agree, agree with you that the Giants come out on top on this one. Um I don't see the score being that high because uh, I don't think the Giants are going to get it together that quickly. But I, I do see it happening, um, Giants coming out on top 21-7. to seven. Uh, And that's only because that's, I think that the Bucks are going to find one somewhere. I don't know how, but they're going to find one somewhere because Jameis Winston hasn't been consistent. He, the way he throws the ball, I mean, he's got some good receivers out there. You know, he's got Mike Evans. You know, they, they're making some plays, but they're not scoring. They're not scoring. You can't. You can't have an offense that has, you know, um, possession of the ball for almost the duration of the game. You're not scoring. You're not scoring. It doesn't yeah. work. You need to score. And even even and their defense is, you know, they're they're all right. They're not, you know, top in the league. I mean, you got Jason Pierre-Paul. He he's putting in some work. But hey, we 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 need guys to step up. We need guys to step up. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. Um, let's go ahead and get to the game of the week. The best game on slate this weekend. The Chiefs and the Ravens. Mahomes versus Jackson is going to be a dogfight. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, I have the Ravens coming out on top. I have the Ravens coming out on top. I think that this is going to be Lamar Jackson's I'm here game. Um, the first two weeks, they, they what? They played the Cardinals and then the Dolphins. So it's like, who did you really play? This week, they're going to show everybody in the NFL that they're for real. I told you earlier that 
I picked the, the Ravens to win the NFC North. Um, their defense is always here. Baltimore's defense is always here every year. Um, they have great Hollywood Brown, bro. He's unstoppable. He's on fire. Um, he literally reminds me of Steve Smith. Uh, I mean, feisty. He gets up there. He grabs the football. He's going to outrun you. Um, I think that Lamar Jackson puts up big numbers. I think he throws for about 350, three touchdowns. He may throw a pick. I, you know, I really don't know. Um, but I think it's going to be a battle between him and Patrick Mahomes. And the Ravens come out on top 38-35. Really? Um, I actually have have the same score, but going the other way. Um, 38-35 going to the Chiefs. Um, as much as the, the Ravens defense are hard to get through, especially in the running game, um, the, their their secondary is they're solid, but they're still kind of iffy and they're kind of shaky. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes, especially with all the offensive weapons, he's going to be able to get get them. Uh, uh, their tight end Travis Kelsey consistent. Um, their new their new young blood they got in uh, the uh, uh, Robinson is beasting. And if, he, if he's going to steamroll like he did last week, I think they're going to come out on top and they'll be all right. And then they're going to they're going to I think that um, Patrick Mahomes' arm is is going to stand out. He's gonna make the statement like he, he always does. Just come out and play and play like the way that he does, and they're gonna make they're gonna they're gonna come out on top. Ravens, I think, are gonna lose this, but not by much. Uh, thirty-eight to thirty-five. And that brings us to our second down, uh, the quarterback dilemma around the league. Um, let's get into it, Ali. What you think? Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely something uh, different from what we've seen over the past couple of years. You're in a situation now where uh, we have what nineteen um, different quarterbacks all under the age of 26 starting this weekend mm -hmm. um now some of those names are a little familiar Real to new us blood. youngins yeah yeah and, and some of these names like jacoby Brissett, teddy mm -hmm. bridgewater uh gardner Minshew, exactly maybe Taysom hill some of these names are a little bit familiar to us now unfamiliar uh, mm -hmm. but you know it it it, it it's a little different because now we're it's it's this is the future um, you know, we don't have guys like we had before, like, you know, um, you know, maybe you, you might have Phillip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger and all these guys. We're starting to see a little bit of a change of guard. Um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see if teams maybe make some moves in the upcoming weeks. Uh, you look at a situation like the Saints with Teddy Bridgewater and, and, and maybe Taysom Hill this week, depending on who Sean Payton decides to go with. If those guys don't perform... Do they reach out to somebody um, in street clothes? Do they try to make a trade for somebody? Um, you know, you look at some of the guys that are sitting right now as, as bad as Blake Bortles was in Jacksonville last season. He's a guy who, with AFC Championship um, experience under his belt. Do you go and try to reach out to him? Uh, depending on how things go in Denver, do you try to go make a trade for Joe Flacco? You know, do you go try to sign a guy off the street like Brock Osweiler? So, you know, it's a lot of moving parts to see what, what teams do. Um, you look at a situation like the Jets, uh, do they try to reach across the hall um, to the Giants, see if they can snag Eli Manning for something, or maybe go off, you know, to, to, to maybe a guy like Colin Kaepernick. They're down to uh, uh, Luke Falk. Um, that's their starting quarterback right now. You know, Trevor Simeon's out for the season. Um, you know, it's not really a real timetable on Sam Darnold to see when he gets back. 
Um, so it's a little bit interesting to see um, where where these players are right now. It's going to be interesting to see how far they go um, before maybe they reach out or make a change. So it's a lot of movable players, movable teams with movable options. So it's going to be interesting, interesting to see what happens in the next coming weeks with this quarterback situation, with all these young quarterbacks and all these teams that have high expectations. Uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that want to um, – you know, contend this year. So do you do that with Mason Rudolph? Do you try to go and get Eli Manning? Um, do you try to go and sign somebody else off the street? So it's definitely um, going to be uh, interesting to see what happens in the next coming weeks due to the uh, injuries and, and lack thereof of experience for quarterbacks. You're absolutely right. And I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, With the Saints, uh, they have that two-quarterback option, but we're going to have to see how um, Sean Payton deals with that. Uh, I think he's going he's gonna, to, he's got a plan. I think I'm pretty sure he's got a plan. He's always prepared. Um, I think that system, like we said, the two running back option, two quarterback option, it's work. It could work. Um, if they could do it in Alabama with, with two, you know, um, Jalen Hurts and Tia Tuolua, you know what I'm saying? If if they can make that work, like they did it, like they did in college in Alabama, then it's gonna be formidable. But I think Teddy Bridgewater is gonna get the first half of of the touches, and um, he we're I think they're gonna ride his wave, you know, throw Taysom Hill here and there. But if it's if they can't get something going by like you know the second half, uh, uh, before the second half, I think you're gonna see Taysom Hill start. Um, I think that if you have two quarterback a two quarterback situation where you're trying to use two quarterbacks, I think that the only way it works is if you use something that the NFL hasn't seen before. Um, mm-hmm. you look like when when the Wildcat came into the NFL and when the read option came into the NFL, it was different because the NFL hadn't seen it. The NFL never game planned for it. So if you have somewhere a set or, or or a few plays in your back pocket where you can incorporate two quarterbacks. Uh, in the backfield at the same time, one split out mm-hmm. wide, you know, whatever formation that it is that you want to use, if you use it into a way that you think it's going to be, and there's no better coach to try to use something Payton. like that. I mean, Sean Payton is an offensive mastermind. He's a genius. There's no better coach to use this, uh, a tactic like that. So if anyone mm-hmm. would use it, I would say, Okay, maybe you want Sean Payton to do it. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I think there's a lot of moving parts with having two quarterbacks on the field For at sure. the same I time. Th- I think there definitely are, are a lot of moving parts. But they also have a lot of moving pieces between, you know, uh, 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 Kamara and um, Michael Thomas. So, I think yeah, they'll, so they'll, they'll, be, they'll be able to get it done. Uh, it, I, they also have um, this defense in Seattle coming up this week is the perfect time to at least attempt to to figure out the quarterback situation because they're one and one if you want to compete for a super bowl like you guys should be because last year you guys got gypped by, by that cheap call you need to figure out the quarterback situation asap like not no later next week not no late later the following week you need to figure out this game it's going to be crucial for them yeah it's definitely going to be a crucial game for them um then of course uh let's you know Speaking about crucial games, let's let's talk about who needs to win this week. Um, I I, I know on the list you, you you talked about Miami. Um, it is a tank job, but of course you want you want to win to to get the players something to be happy about, excited about. No one wants to go zero and sixteen. 
Um, you know, in our lifetime, you know, it, it was unheard of. And then we saw the Dolphins, uh, excuse me, we saw the uh, Browns go 0-16. We saw the Lions go 0-16. I mean, I think, what, the Bucks went 0-16 one season. So, you know, we, we've seen it a few times in our lifetime. It, it's not good for the sport. Um, I don't think that, uh, you know, um, you know, that's something to talk about, you know, in terms of being a good team. Um, and, you know, I also think the Giants, you know, it's a big game for them this week. I mean, elaborate on that a little bit. I do think the Giants have um, something to prove this week. Uh, they need to be able to, you know, show support for their new quarterback, the young blood, Daniel Jones. Um, if he can do what he did in the preseason, you know, keep that pass, or completion, uh, pass completion rating um as high as it was, you know, six for six in one game, uh, 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 and you know, maintain those touches to all these all these receivers. Then they have, they have a chance. I don't think they're gonna be able to really know exactly what they're made of until they have all their pieces back and uh, Golden Tate and um, you know all the guys healthy too. You know, Sterling Shepard coming back. So we won't know until at, probably after Game Four where they really stand offensively. But this is a game where they need to prove that even without those pieces, they can still some, make something happen. I definitely think you're right about that. I think that um, you know I don't I don't expect him to keep his percentage at 86 percent or 85, whatever it was in preseason. You Not know, with I that offensive some, line acting the way yeah, it is. No, I think you know something respectable would be you know anything above 69. Um, I think mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, he, he he's an efficient player. Um, he knows where to put the ball. Ball placement is everything. People seem to forget that. And ball placement is everything for these receivers, especially when they're not generating enough separation from the defensive backs. So it's definitely something to look forward to. Um, let's go ahead and dive into third down. Um, and in third down today, uh, we're going to be talking about the top fantasy picks um, for this upcoming upcoming weekend. Um, and uh, who is your top fantasy player this upcoming weekend? Uh, for me, you already know it's biased, but it's Pat Mahomes. I got I got faith in my guy. I think he's gonna go for three fifty, maybe even four hundred this week. Um, I think he's on a, he's on a groove. He, he's really like in sync with himself. Even like you know with the scare, injury scare, he still came out on top. Um, I think he's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna gonna be. Um, in the Hall of Fame one day, because this this kid is elite. So, like I said, he's he doesn't have the Aaron Rodgers years, but he does have the Aaron Rodgers arm and then some. So, I think he's going to be our top player this week. I think he he he's going to throw for at least four touchdowns. I think so. He's throwing four touchdowns. So um, we'll yeah, see. I don't I don't think it's it's far fetched that he can get the four touchdowns. I mean. He, what, he did that in one quarter last week. Uh, uh, he definitely can, can can throw the rock. Um, I actually, believe it or not, had to get my decision and break my tie between three tight ends this weekend mm-hmm. um, as the top potential players of the week. And um, I'll quickly who just go over who, who my tie was between. It was between uh, Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, um, and the reason that I actually chose Evan Ingram out of the bunch um, is because I think that uh, going against the Tampa Bay defense, um, you know, uh, they're not going to be able to really cover him. I think he's done well. I'm um, in the first two se- uh, 
two weeks in, in terms of uh, getting catches and, and runs after the catch. I think that uh, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to struggle to cover him. So I think he's going to have a good output uh, fantasy-wise. I think he ends up at least with two touchdown catches. Um, I think him and Daniel Jones are actually going to build their bond this week. Um, they didn't really get a chance to play in the preseason together. I think that this week they're going to start building up that chemistry and the bond, uh, you know, that they need in order to be successful. And I, I think Evan Ingram is definitely my pick of the week, fantasy-wise. Um, we're going to go ahead and break down um, third down and uh, get ready for fourth down, and we'll be right back. We're back, fourth down. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the biggest news of the week so let's far, the A-B situation. Um, Antonio Yesterday. Brown was released by the New England New England Patriots yesterday. This is some uh, news here. Wow. Um, I mean, that, I, that, you know, yeah. Um, I, I did I, not I, see it coming honest, this fast. I didn't see it coming this fast, but I think New England was already expecting it. So... I, Bill Belichick is smart. Is the smartest man. Um, sign the man. Get him to play for you one week. Get you get you a guaranteed dub. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy money. Tom Brady, AB, guaranteed dub. Come on. Uh, you, let's get that win. Um, they didn't. They, they're not paying him. You know, a full ten million because they released him because he was playing on a week to week incentive contract, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That is that's exactly what it was. Um, and you know, what a lot of people you know, don't even realize, and I said this earlier, is, you know, when you give somebody like that in a situation that he was in or somebody with controversy going on, um, you know, the baseline of the contract may be $10 million, you know, or anything like that, but you got to earn that, you know, and the Patriots, you know, financially gave him a contract where, you know, there was different stipulations and different things that he had to achieve and, and do as part of the organization um, in order to be part of their organization and earn that money, that $15 million that they actually gave him. Um, but, you know, from, from reading and, and, and watching, what I, I, what I saw uh, was that they actually kind of liked him in New England, you know. Um, you know, the elephant in the room was definitely his situations. Um, but, you know, as far as a player and person, um, I think that the, the, uh, it was good in the locker room. I think pe the players liked him. I think the coaching staff um, thought that he was doing good. I mean, his first game, he was scripted into the playbook. He had four catches, you know. Some people get two or three targets a game. And th those are prominent players because of defense. Albeit that they played the Dolphins, but he had targets. Um, You know, he was in the end zone. So, you know, it's not like his talent was the reason. Um, it definitely wasn't. I mean, the situation, I just think, A.B., how dumb can you be, man? You know, you get accused by somebody, you don't need to be texting them, bro. Um, that's the last thing you need to be doing. You don't need to be confronting your accuser. I think that, you know, you put yourself in a little Look, bit of a bond by doing but that. Here's the, here's the crazy um, thing. I think here's that. The crazy thing. Um, this is my personal opinion. I think that, um, I think there, there was a relationship involved. I think AB uh, a. probably may have made it a little bit of sour with the way that he was. Um, uh, but at the same time, I think it's a little bit of a money grab because how could you been in contact it with you know lawyer to lawyer this entire time and then it's now you want to request a restraining order and all this kind of nonsense like 
this this is that's where it kind of gets kind of murky, and it's because you know he he didn't want to shell, shell out a certain amount of money, uh, 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 you know, for to to keep to keep it quiet. Yeah, it, I, I definitely agree with that. I think there's definitely a whole bunch of things that we don't know internally. I think that. Um, you know, we've seen with, with certain situations like this where uh, stories get changed and, uh, you know, uh, things get, you know, cases get closed and they don't pursue them anymore. And you look at a situation where I think that, you know, in this day and age, you have to be careful. Um, anyone can get a tweet. Anyone can get a message from you. Anyone, you know, screenshotting is, is, is a real thing and you have to be cautious in how you move about that stuff and uh, watch what you say because, you know, you never know. You can end up just like this, you know, and I think that um, the situation is, is very tricky. It's a weird situation. Um, I think that, uh, you know, as far as the other side of the story, you don't really know what happened. So these allegations... Could You're be absolutely true. right. Um, and if they, 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 are, they could be very true. And yeah, and I just want to just want to, you know, walk back that statement just a little bit. Uh, like from what the information that we're receiving from, you know, the media or where, wherever the, the sources are coming from. That's the way that they're making it seem. But we really don't know. Um, and to, to on, on either side. So, you know, we really trying to, you know, support both ends because uh, there is a, there is a victim. On, on, on the other side as well, we have to acknowledge that, and we, we we need to know exactly. I mean, we don't need to know, but we we want to give them their their fair their fair justice and their fair listen out there as well. Yeah, and, and and you know, for somebody in that situation, you never know what they can be dealing with mentally and emotionally. Um, you know that that so you uh, uh you know it, you have to be cautious in how you 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 listen, um and and, and what to what they have to say and, 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 you know, you make sure you get all the facts because, you know, just as hard as it, it is for a, a friend of AB or a family member of AB to hear this, it can be just as difficult for the person to acknowledge this situation. Um, so, you know, it's mm -hmm. very tough. Um, you know, so, it, you know, I, I think that the NFL, if they're a part of this investigation, they need to do, make sure that it's thorough. Uh, we've seen them botch many, many investigations before, uh, starting mm -hmm. with the Ray Rice situation and, and things that botched. have happened after that. So um, I think it's important for the NFL to not only make sure that they get the right, um, you know, decision out of this, but that they make sure mm -hmm. that they actually listen to both parties and take care of the situation the way it should be taken care of. Um, yeah, which 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 part of the investigation now do you think um, that they should continue forward? Because I believe they 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 they've you know talked to her um, uh, as of recently, and, and uh, I think I think if it depending on what you know what what they come out, do, do they recommend uh, uh, charges or do they just let it be and just? I think I think honestly, I think as a whole, the NFL shouldn't even be part of this. Um, it, you know, even though they already are, I think that they honestly, you know, something when something like this happens, I think you go 
to the best lawyers of the best lawyers, even though there are many lawyers throughout the NFL and all of their executives and whatnot, I feel like this is something that should not be in the media at all, honestly. Uh, I think that I, th- I think so too. shouldn't have anything to do with this investigation. I think that uh, if the victims want to get their own lawyers to, to do this investigation and, uh, you know, whoever it is, they may be the police or whoever, the, the right parties need to be doing this investigation. I think with the NFL being part of it, it kind of changes things a little bit. There's a lot of publicity. It changes perspective. Yeah, it changes perspective. There's a lot of publicity there's a lot of different opinions coming into it um i think that you know they should really let you know criminal lawyers deal with this because if it is a, a mm-hmm. true assault then it's a criminal offense um and you know well they can't they can't prosecute it because it's now it's beyond the statute of limitations uh i mean and and yeah i understand some of that stuff too so but it could only be a civil matter as of right now i i think that you know that the, the right people need to be taking care of it and i i, I just don't think the nfl nfl should be about football and football yeah, yeah. matters only you're right uh right. you know if it's a concussion situation then okay but i mean outside of that you know the nfl it, it i think the right thing for the nfl to do is in these situations is boom get rid of the player Get rid of the player well, until the, the matter is solved. So, you know, just well, like the Patriots did, you know, they saw it going to something else and they released them. We're cutting ties with you until this yeah. situation is resolved. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And they can pick them up, pick them back up anytime. Exactly. And I'm sure, I'm sure that, you know, that he'll be the first one to reach out to them as soon as they, they get that, that matter gets resolved. But a uh, side note, uh, Nike cut ties with AB as well. Yeah, I mean, and it's sort of the same thing. You know, if you have a guy that you're paying to hold up, to uphold an image, and, and you're paying a guy to do certain things, if he's not doing it, then you got to cut ties. You know, if you're working at my at my job and, and I'm the boss and, you know, I know that you need to be here at 730, you need to be able to be dressed a certain way and at the front counter being presentable, if you're not doing some of those things, then we're going to have an issue. Um, you know, if you're not, you know, coming, if you're coming to work late, late and, you know, your shirt's untucked when it's supposed to be tucked in, then we have a problem. We have to address it. And, you know, no matter who you are, what you bring to the table, if I let you get away with it, then I'm letting everybody get away with it. And, you know, I don't think there's been a brand outside of Nike that has been so efficient in the last 20 30 years so you know they know what they're doing they got good guys over there in nike and i'm sure that um you know this is a decision that you know they didn't make you know they didn't take lightly they didn't you know think about it for two seconds and make a decision it's something that uh i think they built up um and of course this leads us to you know is is ab gonna go somewhere else uh i I personally think that his career is in the nfl for right now is over with I don't think he's going to go unless he gets out of this situation clean and they find that there's no wrongdoing on his part. I think, you know, unless that happens, then he may, might get back in the NFL. If that doesn't happen, I, I you, think he's you mean done. like you mean like Kobe Bryant? Yeah. Yeah. Just about, man. I think if, if and, 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 you know, with the Kobe thing that, you know, that's another conversation for another day. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You find, you know, just to come yeah, to find I out, I feel that like nothing, if they find so maybe it's nothing, nothing did happen. It was consensual, and that is just you know coming, right. coming around another way. And that, and if that's the case, then you know we, we have to talk exactly. about everybody's right. rights. You know, every, 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 where things stand, because you know, 
someone had once said, you know, once you start swinging your arm, you could do it as freely as you want, but as soon as you hit somebody else, then exactly. that's where it becomes a problem. And I, and that's what's happening in society with a lot of different relationships, a lot of different things, and the the media. So we have, we want we want we want to see you know the best outcome for this. For yeah, yeah, I, I think that once he's done, you know, the XFL coming on, and we'll we'll talk about that also at another time. But you know, that's a new up and coming league that they're redoing, and and they're having a brand new image in that. So you know, he may have a chance there. You know, if he doesn't play in the NFL again, but um, you know, I think the AB situation and to see where it goes. Um, you know, this his career trajectory now i think that now you're gonna start thinking a little bit more does he deserve a shot should he get a shot um it's definitely well, a hot topic if ab goes to the xfl i mean i think the xfl have some other players maybe you think like a, a future you know combination like a ab johnny manzel type thing what do you think oh uh, yeah i think that you know they they definitely have potential to get some of these players you know um even you look at a guy like uh elvin gordon uh, um, say something doesn't pan out for him, and we talked about him earlier he, about he teams not really needing mm-hmm. a, a star running back right now. So you look at him get picked up somewhere. Where might he end up? You know, so it, it, it's definitely a situation to keep an eye on. I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at another time. Um, in terms of the potential, um, that the XFL actually has as a new brand and organization. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. um, as we end fourth down. Uh, we really thank you guys, of course, again for tuning in. Um, send us your questions. Uh, we got a couple of questions this week on Twitter. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, you know, keep asking us questions, man. We'll do our best to answer them all. Uh, and you guys. Yeah, we, we we really appreciate all the support that you guys have been giving us. So again, the the show is nothing uh, without you guys. So. Please continue to ask us questions. Continue to follow us on, on all our media's uh, platforms, Apple, Spotify, um, Instagram, uh, so and Twitter. I can't forget Twitter. So continue to follow us, continue to post questions, and we'll see you next time. All righty.